Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy Thursday, November 17th. Oh, you know, I'm excited about Thanksgiving and I keep talking about it, but we're close. A week from today, we will be dining with our friends and family. And I can't wait to eat some pie because I love pie. You guys know I'm all about pie, not cake. Birthday pies all the way. Um, serious as a heart attack about that. I, you know, it, I say we just retire the cakes and just have pie. Okay. That's just how passionate I am about this. Um, today's episode 134. Very exciting. Uh, we're doing all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, and I'm really excited about 2023. We're going to be doing even more cool stuff, which is awesome. We love cool stuff. So, um, I also, guys, man, I've been trying to get, I, I'm just going to be transparent here because, you know, that's how I do it. Uh, I've been trying to get merch set up for Elijah Fire. Uh, and there's a little thing called time. So bear with me. I know I've been saying that for like a while, but I'm doing the best I can. All right. Uh, so we'll get it. I wanted to get it done by Thanksgiving and it's just not going to, I'm coming out now and I'm just saying it, it's not going to happen. So, uh, hopefully early, early, early next year. That's, that's the goal. And we're going to shoot for that to get some sweet Elijah fire merch, uh, just to kind of lay the groundwork. And then I got some other cool merch ideas. And my wife is an artist and I want to employ her cause she's got very talented skills. And so, um, yeah, so I've been talking to her about it too. So. There's some cool stuff, okay? Cool stuff on the horizon. But for now, you have yourself like an Elijah Fire logo uh, when that actually happens. So I'll keep you guys posted. Um, also, one other thing that I've been really trying to promote a lot more uh, is, is showing you what we're doing with the donations. So obviously, we take some of those donations when you donate to ElijahFire.com slash donate. We take some of that. We make sure that we can keep this thing running five days a week there's a lot of moving parts a lot of resources so and then also getting keeping it on as many platforms as we can manage which right now is four uh, maybe we'll add more in the future who knows um but yeah one of the other things that we've been doing and steve schultz really he's he's the guy that that spearheaded this and uh he is one of the most generous men i've ever met in my entire life and i 100 mean that uh and one of the things that he's been doing is every three days we dig a new water well in Uganda, which is insane, you guys. Especially what a water well does for these communities is gives them their lives back because their their whole lives don't revolve around getting water all day where kids can actually go to school. They're not having to not go to school, stay with their parents and haul these heavy jerry cans miles to tainted water sources back, potentially get waterborne illnesses. Uh, we're giving their lives back. And you guys are a part of that. Everyone that's that's donated, some of your money is going towards this effort. And so by the end of, I think this this year alone, we've dug 70 water wells. And that's as Steve has pro progressively shortened the amount of days before a new well is dug. And we just got a new testimony from someone who went over there with the ministry we've been, we've been partnering with, which is Show Mercy International. And she got to see all these wells. And so um, well, I still haven't gotten my Elijah Fire version of that yet, but we're going to be playing that next week. And it's just amazing, you guys. I'm so, so, so stoked. So really quick, I'm just going to play a uh, kind of a recap video of what we've been doing over there, and then we'll get going. Water. It's something we can't live without. Imagine a day without water. 
Think about what all would be affected. Laundry, cooking, watering your plants, showering, washing your hands, your morning coffee, hospitals can't function, fires can't be put out, and so much more. Imagine a day without water. In Uganda, they don't have to imagine it. It's a reality. There are many people in Uganda that lack access to clean, safe water. But we can continue to change that reality. Children, elderly, families, they are still in need of clean, safe water. All right, so anytime you donate to ElijahFire.com slash donate, some of that money is just by default going to go towards that. So thank you. You guys have been so generous. And then also just keep us in your prayers. That's priority number one is pray for us. Uh, we really, really need it. We appreciate it. Um, everything that we're doing, anybody who's any kind of front lines capacity, basically any of my guests as well, we all need prayer. So, um, all right, guys, I am very excited about these two guys. I've had them both on individually. Um, but we're going to do it together. I was like, dude, we got to, let's get them both back at the same time. It was just an idea I had. I just think it'd be so fun. And so I just love these guys, their heart, uh, what they're doing for the state of California, but not only what they're doing in California, but inspiring others to do in their own states, in the country, around the world. They're, they're the co-founders of California will be saved. Let's give it up for my guest today, Ross Johnston and Joel Mott. What up, guys? Let me switch here. There we go. We're good. Hey, guys. What's up? Yeah. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, bro. It's good to be yeah. back. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you guys, for those that don't know who haven't seen Ross, your episode, or Joel, your episode, what is California will be saved? And you guys can both answer at the exact same time or individually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three, two, one, go. Yeah. <laughs> Ross, go for it, bro. Yeah, so California will be saved. What we've been doing is we've been traveling California um, for the last 16 months. And what we do is we take worship, corporate worship gatherings outside. So we like to go to cities of influence, right? We've been in Santa Monica, Hollywood, LA, Orange County, all up and down the coast. San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco. Yeah. And so just imagine a full sound system outside where there's hundreds or thousands of people walking by and we're just doing live worship, you know, the proclamation of the gospel. And then we pray for people, baptize them in the ocean. And so that's what we've been doing, you know, for the last 16 months or so is just taking worship and the gospel to the streets of California. Mm. And then Joel, you lead worship often. Uh, we uh, is every time you lead worship, or you have other people that kind of fill in sometimes. Yeah, pretty much. It's been fun just to get my friends, different ones from across the nation, invite them out to lead worship. Um, but yeah, that's I guess that's that's definitely my my main thing. That's my passion, and uh, we're just seeing. I think through the sound of of praise, the sound of worship, it really does break things open. Oh, yeah. in these different cities that we've gone to and so that's that's really been you know foundational from the very beginning like we need to take the sound of praise the sound of hope and joy the sound of jesus outdoors into the streets of california and america and so that's that's my thing for sure 
do you guys ever notice like when you, you go into kind of a, a rough area and it can feel very kind of like oppressive and then do you guys i would imagine you guys notice a difference once you guys are done with whatever you're doing yeah yeah that's been one of the fun parts like i think it's a journey with the holy spirit to really uh really hear what he's saying in, in each city because it is really different in each place that we've gone to you know and there's i think even this past few months here we've learned so much about uh strategy to reach certain cities you know there's some cities like we were in hollywood you know and it, and down on the walk of fame down there and it's it's kind of everything goes right and so it, it was very fruitful just to show up and just get rowdy on the street corner and just start <laughs> preaching like the gospel right like mm -hmm. just going for it. ross gets up there and just starts prophesying over people yeah, and people are falling out in the spirit you know and yeah and there's healing that's starting to take place and and you can see the father's love really touching hearts Amazing. um but in other cities like we were in santa barbara you know like down on state street and there's such a and and there's other cities that are this way too we're realizing that there's such a stigma around like even preaching in this style mm -hmm. right and and people have a kind of a uh, idea of religion and they're kind of kind of turned off i think by religion and uh even like preaching you know mm -hmm. it's it's very interesting you know these different yeah. cities that we, we've kind of seen this thing happen so you know it's it's a learning curve for sure but it, it's fun with the holy spirit We're like you know holy spirit what are you saying right now how do you want to we know that you want to bring these people to jesus and to the father and, and and how do we do that you know and and so that moment in Santa Barbara was was really cool. We felt like, man, we just need to release a sound of love, like the father's heart over the city. Like he loves the city so much. There's, you know, there's so much beauty in the natural, yeah. but people are still so lost and and, yeah. and, and need truth. And uh, that was kind of our approach in that, that kind of city. Like, let's just host the presence of Jesus right out in the open here. Let's just minister to the Lord, invite his love, like the father's heart, just to wash over and cleanse the city. You know, we saw God really do some some powerful things just as we kind of went in that in that mm. strategy. So, yeah, absolutely. Ross, what has your experience been like? You know, you guys have been doing this for a little over a year, right? More than a year now. Yeah. Yeah. Just about 16 months. So just a little bit over a year. Um, yeah, we've definitely I personally, because typically, you know, when Joel and the team are getting ready, doing sound check, right? That means, you know, myself and the other rest of the team, we have to handle all the fun people, what I like to call them. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so I've had some very fun encounters. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've had some very fun emails and, and messages and DMs and all of that. So, I mean, what I would really say is like, no matter if somebody is totally for us or totally against us, you know, our desire is not to get in arguments. We're not sure. going out there with signs saying, hey, you're going to hell. You know, what we do instead is we we pull out the identity of who a person is and their value to the Lord, you know. And so I think that's what we've really seen most fruit from is, yeah, we're not we're not going to not talk about sin. We're not not going to talk about heaven and hell. But we're also going to make sure you understand that you're seen and known and loved by God and that mm. he formed you in your mother's womb. You know, they go side. It goes hand in hand. Yeah, and so sure. we've seen I've seen as I've gone to different cities, you know, typically Joel leads worship and typically I share the gospel before I'm going on stage. You know, I'm always asking the Lord, okay, Lord, I'm going to share, you know, the gospel, but is there a certain point of this gospel that really resonates with the people here or this city, right? Mm -hmm. Is it grace? Is it eternity? Is it the blood? Is it the cross? Is it the resurrection, right? All of those are a part of what I'm going to share. 
But typically the Lord really highlights one of those specific awesome. parts of the gospel. And that's yeah. what I think Joel's kind of tapping into is different cities we go to. It's like a firecracker, man. I just go in there and go off, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you. I've seen videos, man. It's awesome. Yeah. But there's some cities where it's like, hey, we need to and I need to give language to what the gospel is, right? Sure. So, hey, if you have anxiety, if you have depression, if you have fear, so Jesus wants to take that out of your life, right? Mm-hmm. Give practical language for what the gospel actually does. So it just really depends on the atmosphere, what we're sensing. The amazing thing is that's why we love worship and, and you know, worship is our weapon. So as Joel and the team begins to worship, it opens up the atmosphere. Hearts begin to open up because every person is created to know God, whether they agree with that or believe that or not, they all have a DNA deep down inside of them to know God. So when we have authentic worship, like Joel and the team, it opens people up to something they're designed for, but many of them have never experienced before. Yeah. So those are just some of the things we're learning on this journey. Love it. So uh, the question I have, we're kind of going to go back in time a little bit. And we've talked about this individually, I think, on your episodes. Um, you know, Joel, you've talked about the process that you went through, um, you know, serving under Armando Matthews and, um, you know, that whole thing and seeing, you know, uh, your your dream of the, it was like a training center, right? That kind of just fell through and all yeah. that. And then Ross, you shared a little bit as well. But I think there's a lot of people, and I, I talk a lot about this on the show, and, and a lot of my guests do as well, about how God may be calling you to do something different than maybe what you're seeing around you. Um, and this isn't what you guys are doing isn't really, you guys are both part of the Gen Z generation. And it's not as common. I mean, there's like you like Sean Foyt, who's a millennial, and you've got other people out there doing this, but your guys' generation specifically, it's not, at least it wasn't as common for, you know, hey, yeah, let's go out and let's do this thing. You know, it's uh, especially when you're your age, you might be more concerned about other things, right? Even as Christians, I'm sure you have some friends mm-hmm. that are wrapped up in other things, um, they're too busy to do uh you know to serve god and whatever um mm-hmm. but uh, uh so what was that process like for you guys to even step out and start doing this because like it's one thing to be like this is what i want to do but then to meet other like-minded individuals who are like whoa bro that's what i want to do too and then you start doing mm-hmm. it so what has that process been like for you guys i guess from its genesis to walking it out yeah go ahead joe <laughs> Oh man, good question. I think um I think you're so right. Like it's it's one thing to I think have a have a have a a heart to serve the Lord and have mm-hmm. some sort of vision. Right. And then it's a whole nother to actually step out and I think put action to your to your words and yeah. um I I know for me what was really really everything was was the sound of of God's voice Hmm. in in my life and you know I I think God is speaking all the time um but there was a season where I wasn't very tuned in to what he was saying Mm -hmm. and I really had to come kind of to a place of repentance and 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 saying God like I really want to hear what you're saying you know and I might have talked about some of that journey last time but that was that was 2020 for me was, you know, I'd come through a year and a half or so of just really burning for the Lord and, and on fire, you know, and, 
and uh, some mountaintop experiences and some really transformational encounters with Jesus, right? And and we come kind of to the end of 2019 and, and early 2020, and I found myself kind of in a place of jadedness and, and unbelief and really questioning like, God, what, what happened to these promises that I was believing for? And, and, um, and it was just a period of a few months of really wrestling, but kind of, kind of being jaded in my heart and not being super open to what he was saying to at the same time, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, that was really what, where I had to get to is, was, you know, the end of that season of like, okay, God, I, I need to hear your voice. Cause I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this, maybe this connects. Like, oh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> like, I don't, what, what am I doing here? Like, yeah. you know, what, yeah. what, what I've been given this life and, and James talks about, you know, this life is like a vapor and it's, it's here one minute and it's gone the next. And, and I'm like, that's really where I came to like, what am I doing? And mm. I realized like, God, I need to hear your voice. Like, I don't want to just kind of fart around with this life right. and just go through the motions. Like, yeah. I, I want to live a life that's that that counts for something, you know, mm -hmm. and it's so temporary. I want to. And uh, so that I, I don't know, it's, it's probably the grace of God that even allowed me to get to that place. And sure enough, I slow down. I stop. You know, you ask God to speak. And of course, he's speaking. Right. And mm -hmm. and he begins reminding me of the promises. And there's just this faith that begins to stir up again in my heart. I'm like, God, yeah, I remember, I remember you spoke <laughs> these things. And Dude. So good. And I felt that fire just, you know, begin to tenderize my heart again. Like, God, I like I repent of the unbelief. Like, I, I know that you are who you say you are. And every promise is yes and amen. And mm -hmm. I want to be committed to, to seeing these plans of yours, like your dreams on the earth be fulfilled. I want to be committed to that in a fresh way, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, he starts speaking. And, and uh, you know, when, when God speaks, I think that is what... <sighs> that's where it all starts. I always think of the creation story, you know, and, um, there was chaos and there was darkness and the voice of God kind of broke through that dimension. Right. And all of a sudden there's order yeah. and there is a purpose and there's a plan, right. For, for the world and, and humanity is, is created. And, and, uh, I think I always come back to like, to that very simple principle, like, God, I need to hear your voice like this this is not a side issue for me. Like I, I, my life is, is built on your, your word. Right. And, and without your voice and without your word, it's just chaotic and there's nothing tangible for me to really stand on and believe for like, and, and I think that's, you know, long answer here, but I think that's what, even why we started doing what we're doing is we yeah. heard the, we heard God speak so clearly about yeah. California and about this generation that now is the time for an outpouring of his spirit in our generation and in California, especially, and not just for California, obviously, like we've been talking about, like, it's, we believe it's for the whole world, you know? And, um, that's where, that's where it started for us is just hearing God's voice. And, uh, I know that's been huge in my life of, of hearing Absolutely. God say that. And I think when I get off track, stopping myself and letting him remind me again and over and over again, you know, like this is what I've spoken. Right. Right. So yeah. Right. Love it. Love it. What about you, Ross? Like, it, I, cause we're kind of going right up to the point where you guys like were primed for God being like, Ross, meet Joel, Joel, meet Ross. <laughs> so that moment, like those moments, uh, I guess it could be months. It could be years leading up to that moment. Mm -hmm. 
you know, what was that like for you? Yeah. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Well, I just remember, you know, I like to say like this, we kind of forget easily, even myself included. And so I want to take us back to 2020. We don't want to go back there, but let's just go back there. For a second, right. You know, it was like this, the world literally, I felt as if the world was like going to end. It's like, I was being controlled. All I heard was fear. Yeah, you know, I heard politicians crazy. saying Especially things. Especially like, being in California, yeah. man. Like, yeah. And I'm not here to rip politicians, but we heard sure. politicians in our state saying, you can't sing in church. You can't go to church. Right. And I'm just sitting there going like, and I'm going to be really honest. And I shared a little bit of my story when I was with you last time. I wasn't even walking with the Lord for like two or three years previous to that. I was just out of intimacy with God. But even though I was out of intimacy, I still had the Holy Spirit in me. Sure. And so when I started seeing all this, it like awakened something in me that was always there. But I finally felt like I had an opportunity to actually play a role in God's story, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I repented. I said, God, I repent for these last two, three years of my life. And I just, all I say, God, is just whatever you want to do, you can do with my life. Just give me my people, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at the world, seeing, and then literally feeling like, I think the world is going to end. <laughs> you know, it felt like that. I don't, the, the chaos and the tension, every Facebook yeah. post, people were like ready to kill each other. And, you know, yeah. the media, it was, it was just, in, it was really intense. It was crazy. And, and so, <laughs> you know, here I am in my room crying, crying out to God and physically crying and yeah. And I just repented, came back to him. Long story short, wow. I met Joel and him and I just started sharing about how we both had a desire to see California, you know, come back to the place of revival that is literally taking place here so many times. And so we go, all right, what do we do? We're like, let's let's go to the streets. Let's get outside the four walls. Let's just take worship. Let's preach the gospel. Let's unify the body of Christ together. And so we started doing that in August of 2021. And honestly, you know, we didn't really have an intention to start a ministry. We were just like, somebody's got to do something here in California. Somebody's got to stand for the Lord. And the next thing you know, we're like, California will be saved. And we're just like, we believe that wherever California goes, the world goes. Mm -hmm. And we were like, man, the influence the state has, it doesn't affect America, but it affects the nations of the earth, you know? And so we're like, man, this is, this is the moment. And we started looking back on, and we can talk about this more here in a sec, but we started talking, like looking at revival history that happened in our state and it just stirs you it's like how can i sit back any longer and Mm -hmm. so that brought us to that place of just putting action to where our heart was and what our desires and the prophetic words that we received we showed up god breathed on it and here we are 16 months later well and honestly guys like the the common denominator here is obviously yeah you sought god and you got his heart but your yes like like Mm -hmm never never discount that the power of your yes to god and what he can do through that is huge i mean look like look at everything he's done in your guys's lives now um and uh yeah, just, jeff I, i'm so convinced jeff that and like you know i had never preached a day in my life before yeah. california will be saved right? <laughs> come on so, come on man that's I'm, awesome i'm so convinced that like joel said it is totally the grace of god But when you match the grace of God with a yes, it puts you in positions that you can never imagine. Because I know there's other preachers out there who are better than me. I know there's other preachers out there who know more about theology than me, right? And I'm growing and I'm learning. But I just said yes. Joel just said yes. And I feel like God was in that moment in 2020 and and, and even in 2021, he was just searching the earth saying, hey, I, I lay aside talents right now. I lay aside experience right now. 
Who are the people who can catch my heart and say yes? And when he finds those people, he's like, boom, all right, let's do this. And he takes you to a place you've never been before. So I just yeah. want to encourage everybody. It's so easy. I used to watch interviews like this all the time. Say, man, those people, you know, they have something I don't have. Or, yeah. you know, they have this crazy revelation I don't have. I'll, and I'm just here to say, all we did was say yes. Right. <laughs> that is the starting dude. place for you in your life yep. is just say yes. Come on, dude. So good. Okay, so like what, like what was the process of walking this out? You guys met, didn't you guys meet at like a, one of Jesse Green's events? Was that where you guys met? Yes. Yeah. Tell, yep. t- tell us about yep. that, Joel. Tell us. Tell us the dates. <laughs> oh, yeah. We always like to share this part of the story because that night at, at uh, this revival tent in Orange County was was incredible. It was so powerful. And, I, you know, I, I just look up to Jesse and Parker so much. And, yeah. and they've been such a uh covering for us and a blessing and uh, i think it's fitting that that's even where ross and i met you know i didn't know he was going to be there i don't think he knew i was going to be there and we we were kind of like instagram you know friends or whatever before that for a few months maybe but uh just through sean foyt's events and and kind of being a different uh (laughs) events with sean and um and then we yeah, finally got to meet in person at, at the tent. And that night was so special. Uh, my team was leading worship. And um, this is the, this is the night that Jesse was preaching on Mary and her alabaster jar, you know, and um, it's the night she ends up giving her, her Jeep Wrangler away. And she felt like the Lord had asked her like to, like, what is her, her alabaster jar in her own life? Right. And that she was to break it open that night before the Lord. And, um, you know, long story, but long story short, she she calls me on stage. She's like, the Lord asked me to give my Jeep away. And he told me to give it to you, Joel. She starts prophesying over me. And like, you carry a sound of, of revival, a sound of worship that's going to be instrumental in this revival God's pouring out. You need a vehicle to take your equipment and your band all across the state and the nation. and. Uh, <laughs> I'm just a mess, you know, I break down crying and, <laughs> and, uh, I needed, I needed a car so bad too. I was driving like this old 92 Previa van around that I was scared to take on the highway, Oh yeah. you know, and, and, uh, but I'm also just weeping because like there was such a invitation in that, in the atmosphere that night, like just to give everything, just to surrender every compartment of our lives to the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. and as she's preaching on this story of Mary, like there's just weeping that's breaking out in the tent, you know, and, and, uh, people are coming forward at the end of the night, like bringing check, writing checks for one another and giving like iPads and phones away. And someone walked up to my guitar player, gave him like brand new top of the line guitar pedals. Um, you know, just, I don't know if I've experienced a night like that before. It It was, incredible so i i do think it's it's fitting that that's where i met ross and right you know that same spirit of worship has been what has catalyzed our journey and been so foundational like we want to um that was that was jesse's message that night it was like that what does it cost to see revival and i and and her point was like there's a level of of surrender you know in, in our lives that needs to be there to to be able to host the spirit of revival in california when consumerism and individualism is you know so prevalent like we have to be the ones to 
be willing to break it all at his feet, you know? And so that's a little bit about that night. Yeah. What about from your perspective, Ross, about that night? I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I kind of honestly, I just came back to the Lord like a few months before that and was seeing Sean Foyt and I was just so fired up. I was like, somebody is willing to do whatever it takes. And I was just so fired up. And I was just like, you know, I was like, man, this is my moment. Like I went to every revival meeting possible in 2020, which there wasn't a lot because we were in California. So it was really Sean Foyt and Jesse Green. And so I walk in, they did a four day tent revival. I think it was day two. And like Joel said, I had no clue he was there. Um, he had no clue I was there. And I just walk in. I see Joel on stage leading worship with his team. And we had been, like he said, social media friends. And I just was like, man, there's just, I don't know. I feel like I just got to connect with Joel at some point. Yeah. And so we connected that night. That We ended up connecting that night. And, and you know, the night, the night was so holy because of everything he just talked about. Yeah. Our conversation was like 20, 30 seconds. You know, it wasn't, oh, wow. this, like, it wasn't this like, man, like. God is speaking to me. Like, it was just like, Hey, hi, I'm Ross. I'm Joel, you know, just kind of became friends kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, throughout that night, I just remember, like Joel said, Jesse was talking, like, what is it going to take to see revival? And she was talking specifically about California. And so when she gave the Jeep to Joel, I knew that was a prophetic sign that she had handed him something, you know? And, mm-hmm. and then that night I was so marked just seeing everybody in the worship with the sound of worship coming out of that place was like the sound of heaven so it was just this mixture of like meeting Joel, seeing God speaking specifically about California, specifically about revival. I mean, I went home that night just like, what did I just what did I just encounter? You know, so that's kind of my perspective on it. I, I had no no thoughts of like, all right, here's my turn. Like, I'm it's time for me to preach. I was just like, God, you're doing something special. And I was I get to be a part of it. And here's my life. That was really my perspective on it. Dude. Yeah. OK, well, let's talk about. Let's kind of get into running a race like this, right? Because it's not just like a, it's not just like one mountaintop experience and then you, you know, that's it. And then, or like, that's one thing. And then that sustains you. Like it's a constant pressing in, in the secret place, right? Um, it's gotta be. Uh, but let's talk about, I see a note in here. It says faith, steadfastness and endurance. Um, and then just burning, not, and it says burning, not just for a season. So let's talk about that. Uh, like what your guys' process has been like, because I would imagine it's been like a constantly learning how to stay, uh, pressing in, uh, to have yeah. a posture of pressing in all the time. So, yeah. 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 I can touch on that. And then Ross jump in too. If you got something. I mean, that's really been my, even since the beginning of this whole journey with California will be saved. That's been my heart cry is like, God, I want to be able to do this for the long haul, you know, and even my own experience of really being on fire for a year and a half or two years and facing really a season of disappointment and discouragement and and coming out of that. Right. And here we go again. Like that's been my, my cry, my heart, like, God, I, you must sustain me. And I want to be, 75 years old and still burning hotter than ever for you, Jesus, you know? And, um, and so I don't claim to have anything figured out fully, but I, I I know that, um, like I was talking about earlier, hearing his voice in each season I know is, is a huge part of that. And we've been even right now in this month 
after our San Francisco event and as a team, we're like, God, what are you, what are you saying? Like, what do you, obviously you've, you've given us that word and we, we've, we feel like we've gone as hard and has done as well as we can the last 14, 16 months, you know, um, is there something that you're saying right now that we, we want to be so tuned into that, you know, I think that's very key. Like we can't just start kind of going through the motions and running on the hamster meal of, hamster wheel of, of hamster production wheel. and, yeah, and yeah. uh you know getting things done and even ministry is, has that cycle to it if you let it you know like we right. we want to i look at the life of jesus and he was so locked in you know on the father's voice like every step of the way right it wasn't like okay god you spoke for this whole year even and and now i can just check out and i'm just gonna check off the boxes right i i look at jesus's life and i'm like man he was so dialed in in every moment and he was so present with the people he was there with but he was so present with the father at the same time you know and so that's that's first of all that's that's something i think i'm i'm uh i desire to to be that way like to be like jesus you know like how how did he do that and and um i think that's key and then the second thing that i think the lord's showing me is is um the simplicity of, of worship and having a heart of worship uh, because there's something that happens when we do enter a, a, an authentic place of worship. I think it allows us to see God rightly and to see him for who he, he really is. And there's something about that, just the, the simplicity of seeing God that I think uh, ignites us in, in it's such a supernatural way. And I know I, I've had those encounters in my life where I, I've encountered Jesus and, and, you know, it's, it's life-changing. And all of a sudden I, I feel this drive and this passion to keep going, to run the race, right. And, and to accomplish the, the mission that he's given me. And I even think about certain ones in the Bible, like, like I love the story of the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah six, you know, where he has this encounter with, with God and, and he sees him rightly and he, he realizes there's a there's a song there's a there's a sound of worship happening around the throne and he really he really gets like sucked into that mm-hmm. <laughs> that reality of the throne room right and they're singing holy 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 and the whole earth is full of god's glory right and and it was really from that place we know isaiah 6 i think to be a very missional chapter and uh but before before the the sending or anything there's this encounter that isaiah is having and he's seeing the lord rightly right yeah and it's from that place god is we know the story like cleanse him and send him basically you know like clean him up and and he's ready to go you know and all of a sudden isaiah is like here i am lord send me like i want to be a change agent in my generation right and so anyway i think those are the two of the things that i've uh I'm I'm learning right now on this journey. That's that's been my prayer. Like God, I want to burn, not just for a season, but and, and even when we look at revival history, and Ross, you can touch on this. Like we we want to. I think what Ross and I are contending for is is a is a revival that it, that is sustained, not just for a, a couple years or a year, but that it would carry through even to the next generation and beyond. That you know that we could somehow. Um, steward it properly and and really catch god's heart i think god's heart is to to release a revival that that reaches generations you know and that there's this awakening that happens that's not just for 
not just a flashpoint, but yeah. uh, what what is the impact, you know, of, of God's spirit being poured out? Like how far could that reach, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's just some of my, some of my thoughts here. Yeah. I think that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Jeff, you see why I love this guy? <laughs> yeah. but you know to tap into a few things you know joe really started tapping into some amazing things that we've been sensing and you know number one i want to start here because i know i I really feel like on this on this specific live like i feel like there's a lot of people listening that are actually going to take something away not Mm. saying that other lives or other videos you've done are important but i feel like there's specific people right now who are who are like i'm desiring to do something i don't know what it looks like but i know it's the time And I feel like Joel and I have this amazing privilege and honor because we've had some experience for the last 16 months. We can really speak into some practicalities that get people in a place to actually take action. So what I felt the Lord uh, telling me right now, even as Joel speaking, is the first place to start is ministry will not satisfy the deepest longing of your heart. Let me explain. We are called to the Great Commission. We are called to preach the gospel. We are called to make disciples and we love doing those things and they bring a joy and a hope. But when I lay my head on the pillow at night, seeing 3,330 people saved is not what my hope is in. My hope is in Jesus and his presence. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's what the Lord is taking us as we've seen revivals that happened for five, 10, 15 years. But what happened is it became more about revival than about Jesus. And I actually saw Jesse post this yesterday, Jesse Green. She said, Jesus is the aim and revival is the fruit. And I really love that right there. Yeah, that's good. Our desire, Joel and I and our team, is we worship Jesus. We lift his name. We praise him. We share about him. We see him rightly. And the outflow of that is revival, you know? And I just want, that's where I really felt the Lord, you know, really helped me is when I first started, like I said, I never preached before. So when I saw people saved, people encountering God at the altars. I was like, whoo, this is amazing. Like, oh, <laughs> Best life ever. And it is, and it is amazing. And I love it. But I started learning that the only way for me to sustain that is that when I'm in the one-on-one time with God is to burn for him and him alone. No agenda attached. I don't want, I don't come to God just to get a prophetic word. I don't come to God to get a good feeling. I could really talk about that forever, but we'll pause there. And so I really felt the Lord just saying right now, that's been a really um, important part of the journey for me is I love seeing the fruit. I love the, the moments of high praise. I love all those moments. But for me, it's when I come to Jesus and I burn for him and him alone and let everything else flow out of that place, I can stay healthy. I can stay in good relationships. Ultimately, I can burn for a lifetime, like Joel said, as opposed to two years, three years, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So you said something really interesting, and I've said this, uh, I've shared this a couple of times on the show. I've had people write me, because I share my encounters on here, you know, when I'm talking to my guests. I'm like, oh, yeah, this one time this happened, and this guy was like, whoa. He's like, you've had so many cool encounters. Like, how do I have encounters? And I'm like, I never, it's not like I'm trying to make them happen. Like, it's it's not like, God, I want to press into you because I want this or i want that it's i seek him and i spend mm-hmm. time with him because of who he is you know and that's it because yeah. i honestly guys i mean i'm i'm serious if i never had another encounter with god he's still worthy like yes. all those other encounters i've had like on, in the years leading up to this he's still worthy and if 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 he ghosts me with the the encounter thing the encounter <laughs> arena that's fine like i'm okay with that like because he's worthy yeah, and so yeah. that's the goal is is yeah. is him. He's the goal. 
Yeah. And Jeff, can I say one more thing on that? Yeah, you, you can say whatever you want. You, man. Yeah. Now. you know, the yeah. Lord, the Lord showed me like I just remember this right now. It's probably like six to eight months ago. I felt the Lord tell me something so similar. He's like, Ross, if I never, if you never had this this mountaintop moment with me again, would you still serve me? Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Would you still be as passionate about me? Would you still preach the gospel? Would you still love people? And I felt the Lord remind me because sometimes, and I'm, Joel and I are really transparent, so I'm being really transparent. Yeah, dude. You know, we've been, as we've been, you know, leading revival and been around revivalists. Sometimes we get so caught up in revival that we miss the main thing, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I felt what the Lord was telling me is He was saying, Ross, I've already done the greatest thing. <laughs> I've already done the greatest thing. I've already shown the greatest act of love, and that's the cross and my resurrection. And so, yeah, I just want to throw that in there just as people are listening that you don't have to try to attain something or try to get to something. Jesus has already done the greatest thing. And Joel's had, Joel has really good language with this. We are just called in, into being eternal worshipers. So starting from this day forward to eternity, we just want to worship Jesus, see him rightly, give him the praise and honor that he deserves. And then we'll let our lives and, and our ministries and our families flow from there. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that, Joel, because you in your last uh, show, you, you used to live on like an organic farm or something and yeah. you sing while you're doing whatever. Uh, <laughs> but was there what what was the moment where you really felt like, OK, like. That whole worship aspect got kind of got taken to the next level. What was that? Yeah. What was it like? Well, it was really when I stepped into a room where there was just this sound of worship. Mm-hmm. going forth uh 200 young people we this was in 2017 we're gathered together from all across the nation and uh it was just the grace of god that i ended up in the room i was kind of i was just serving on the in the back as like the the lyrics and stuff um uh but but M- mondo actually invited me i might have shared that story too but mondo you know he's like if you come to this thing you can get in for if you serve you get in for free and i'm like you know is that something I want to do at this point in my <laughs> point in my life? I'm like, you know, in a different place spiritually. And, and so I end up going by the grace of God and I'm serving. And, and that, that week there was just this sound of worship. And, and what happened for me was like that in that atmosphere, it felt like there was a grace to really see Jesus for who he was. Mm. And the Holy spirit revealed Jesus to me and revealed the father to me in a way that I hadn't really experienced before. And so worship, you know, that, that was, that, that's very personal to me. That's, it feels like my, my testimony of, of stepping into a place of authentic worship, you know, and uh, kind of the, the veil over my mind and my eyes just being torn and realizing like, Jesus, you are so much more real than I thought, you know, and you are so much more beautiful than I thought. And you have a plan, you have a purpose for my life. I had no idea, you know. And so that was definitely one of the, the first moments I can put my finger on, you know, like, okay, this is, this is real, you know, and that right after that's when the Lord began to show me that about my purpose, first of all, but that, that I could use music to bring him glory. And, and um, so that's been my, I think my, my conviction of, of like, man, I want to see worship raised up in every place you know because there's something about this that 
I think people just like me who are just lost and broken. And I was just a young college kid, you know, with not any purpose in my life. And I stepped into that place and, and it was like, oh my gosh, I could see God rightly, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's my heart and, and my, I think, conviction with what we're doing too, is like, I want to, I want to partner with the Holy Spirit. I want to partner with God to, to, to facilitate these moments of encounter and, and of worship where we can really see Jesus for who he is, you know? So yeah, yeah. that's been a big part of, of the journey for me. Yeah. When what we talked about yesterday on yesterday's show, we were talking about remembrance and like going, reminding yourself of, of hit. And you mentioned worship as well. And we talked about that as well, praise and worship. But I mean, for me guys, like when I'm, when, when I've been in really tough spots, the things that have brought breakthrough have been number one, like declaring and remembering the good things that God has done in my life. Cause he's done that for every single yeah. person who's going to listen to this, everyone who's going to watch this in some fashion or, or another, we have experienced the goodness of God. And it's so important to remember those things. Um, and then also sometimes, man, when I'm like at a loss, it's like praise and worship when I'm like, I have no words to pray and yeah. uh praise and worship man and it's just there's something about it dude that's just like yeah like it just like cuts through um, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's that there's the scripture that has really just marked my life to malachi 111 and i really see this as being even a a huge part of our vision with california will be saved in malachi 111 there's a this it's a promise really is what it is and the word of the Lord comes to Malachi, right? And he's like, from the rising of the sun, even to where it goes down, incense will arise and a pure offering in every place, right? And in every single place, there'll be a pure offering. And then the last thing is the name of the Lord will be great among the nations. And so I'm really believing that there's a there's a moment, there's an hour coming where that's that's gonna happen like what 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 does that look like in every place if there's a there's a sound of incense right there's a pure offering being lifted to the lord like even with california and everything we're doing here like guys i just feel like we've got to get ready like there's there's a moment coming where in every place there's going to be a pure offering and we we live right now in kind of this this tension before that comes to pass uh, I think to call people into that, right. And like yeah. to, to pitch this far and wide, like there's this global moment of worship, right. <laughs> That's coming. And, and uh, we, we get the honor of like inviting people into that right now in every place that we go to. And like you were touching on a minute ago, Jeff, like that's even in, in everything that we're doing with all of the evangelism and all of the gospel proclamation and, as we go after miracles and signs and wonders and salvation and deliverance and the baptism, like everything we're doing, ultimately what we're doing is we're, we're inviting people to be eternal worshipers of the lamb on the throne. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is our eternal call, right? Yeah. <laughs> like when we yeah. graduate on from this temporary life, this is our job. This is our life, right? <laughs> we're just gonna, we're just gonna look at him. And we're just going to sing about him and we're just going to praise him. <laughs> you know, like this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And so I think even now in, in 2022 and this season we're entering into, like this is this is our, our purpose. Like, guys, come, come and behold him. Like, do, do you see do you see how good he is? You know, and mm. I think that's that's a, a cause for our 
wildness and our, our craziness to go out over the state and outside on beaches and parks and fields is like, come on, have you seen how good he is? You know, have you seen how good? And do you see what happens? Do you see how, how the strongholds begin to break when we begin to worship him? Like, do you see how he starts to bring joy instead of mourning? Do you see how he brings people from death to life, right? Mm. In, the, in the middle of such a dark hour in California and especially in, in so many other parts of the world, like, like, what else are we living for? You know, like we yeah. need hope. We need, we need breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's happening. Like for some reason, when we begin to worship, like that breakthrough starts happening and, and, and lives are restored and healing breaks out and, and people are delivered of demonic oppression, you know, but, the, but ultimately that's our, our one thing is we're just going to worship him, you know, and, and kind of like what Ross was saying too, like things just start flowing when he becomes, when Jesus takes like this, that, center of the throne i think of our hearts like all everything else we, we don't gotta try to make stuff happen you know <laughs> like yeah like revival <laughs> okay. and healing and salvation just starts to break out uh as a, as an after effect of all that so mm, good mm. yeah yeah so ross um well we'll spend some time talking about this because something i love about both of you guys is you're very upfront about addressing things within the Gen Z generation. And, um, you know, there's a lot that God, it's interesting not being a part of that generation. I'm a millennial looking at it um, and being like, I can see how God has been, or how both God and the enemy, God is doing something. I always say God is doing something. We look at think satan is doing and go oh god what's god gonna do in response to this what's he gonna (laughs) do and i'm like guys satan is doing stuff in response to what god is doing it's just that Uh you know a lot of our mainstream media and stuff pushes out negative stuff and so we see that and we're kind of almost programmed to think that way uh but it's the opposite Uh, like there's no way satan could keep up with what god is doing and so i but i can see how God is pouring out something crazy upon a Gen Z generation. But I also see what Satan is doing. Obviously, you know, we saw Roe v. Wade get overturned, which has been amazing. Um, But uh, what has God been showing you guys about your generation? What is your guys' heart for your generation? What would you like to say to your generation? Wow, what a question. (laughs) I know. And go. (laughs) Yeah, well... What I will say is it's funny you asked that question because I felt the Lord speak something so direct to me yesterday about Gen Z. Okay. So I'll just release it here. Why not? It's pretty simple. But I was literally driving in the car and, and I'm being man, I'm just being so raw and transparent because I I, wish, I know that the Lord desires the body of Christ to come into this place where, you know, sometimes as leaders, we we want to put on like this, like. I'm perfect. <laughs> and I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you know, if you're, if you're living in deep sin, yeah, you need, you need to confess those things. You probably shouldn't put those out on main street, you know, get with yeah. your, get with the people who you love, mentor, yeah. spiritual fathers. But what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is, is sometimes for the last couple of months, for me, I've had this sense like, God, I'm not really feeling your presence to the capacity that I once was like, I'm not feeling it. Right. And it's really challenged me because I've had to say, God, no matter what I feel, that does, like you said earlier, Jeff, that doesn't make you not worthy. It doesn't make you not holy. It doesn't mean I don't worship. It doesn't mean right. I don't pray. And so what I felt the Lord tell me yesterday is he said, Ross, I'm breaking emotionalism off of Gen Z. Oh, Gen okay. Z, our generation, we're mm-hmm. so used to everything being so quick. TikTok, 
right? I mean, social media, we have, I go to the gym, I can, there's 30 screens in there. I cannot like focus. Like there's so many voices, yeah. music, media, actors, so many voices coming at you daily, second by second. That sometimes you go through a whole day and you're sitting there going, wow, I listened to every voice but the Lord's voice today. Dude, wow. And so I feel like what God is saying to Gen Z right now is put the distractions away and get out of your emotions and your feelings. Emotions wow. and feelings are great. Bill Johnson said this. He said, your feelings are great servants, but horrible masters, right? So we have to push beyond feeling, right? Because when I don't feel God, then all of a sudden I struggle, right? That's not okay. And I'm not I'm right. not shaming anybody. And I'm not saying I have this all figured That's out. That's a very real thing, bro. Like, yeah. yeah. What I am saying is God is calling us to this place of intimacy and yeah. burning for him that is beyond emotion or what we feel. And it comes into a place where we simply understand our identity before him and who he is. And if we can stay locked in in that place, that I'm a son or daughter of God, and that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, if I can stay there, I can keep I can keep faith and push through any circumstance, anything that comes into my life. And so I just feel like that's what God's doing in Gen Z right now, is there's so many voices trying to speak to them, and God is saying, hey, just listen to my voice, get beyond your feelings, stay in faith and seek me. And I, and I know it's really simple, but that's what I feel the Lord saying. It's huge though, man. We're always looking for like a new secret thing, you know, but it's the same every time. It's like, just spend more time with God. Like it's, mm -hmm. it always makes me laugh. I, I feel like. like with Gen Z too, like, like you're saying, Ross, like this is, I mean, the way I see it is that this is really the first time in world history that we have stepped into this place of like advanced media and social media mm -hmm. and uh, communications across the globe. And exactly like you're saying, distractions and videos and commercials and TV ads and, you know, just getting bombarded with stuff since, you know, we, we recognize that. And I, I feel like the redemptive side of that is like if, if, if this generation in the face of all of the the corruption and all of the distraction and the perversion you know grabs hold of the heart of god like this could be this could be absolutely massive yeah like like i don't know because you know, i think this is the first time we've had this laid out before us like with the in the middle of all this bombardment like no we're saying no and we're saying, I'm, I'm going to get the heart of God for this generation, right? And I'm going to press in. I'm going to seek his face. Like, yeah. there's such an anointing that is going to come on Gen Z because we're going to silence all of those other voices, maybe more voices than we've ever even seen before. Yeah. And we're saying we're getting the voice of God. And I've, I just, I've been encouraging Gen Z everywhere we go. Like, there's such a divine calling on this generation. And like you're saying, Jeff, like, Yes, we see what the, the enemy's doing, but I think it's because there is a divine calling from the from the heart of God over this generation yeah. to usher in one of the greatest revivals that we've ever seen. And I think the enemy understands that, right? And of course he responds in, in ugly ways and tries to throw perversion at us and all this craziness. Um but I always encourage Gen Zers like, guys, like we were made for this, man. Like we were made for this. We long for these these epic stories, right? Of of conquering darkness and fear and death and and all the wild stuff. You know, I think like the, there's so many crazy perverted agendas that the enemy's trying to throw it at the younger generation. I'm like, guys, like 
instead of like running in fear like no we were made for this man like to rise up like the like the lion of the tribe of judah that roar to be released through our lives to overtake like sin yes it's crouching on our door but but we are appointed to overcome it you know and so that's always my encouragement for gen z like yes it's dark and it's 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 hard at times and we need to deal with like the emotion stuff of not feeling i think we do feel things deeply and um but that's that even is is a gift and we need to learn how to to overcome it and in the face of all this this hardship like we're going to rise up and we're going to overcome it and i believe god's going to release revival through gen z come on man i mean you said it though like you said we were no guys we're made for this okay which is linked to your identity which is one of the big things that gen z especially has been really attacked over whether it's yeah uh, lgbtq stuff or it's depression and anxiety or it's uh on and on and on and on yeah um, and uh, i mean you hit like a big like a big nerve um yeah. of an area that that the enemy is really going after within your generation every generation okay every yeah. generation struggles with anxiety but there's something about guys if like if satan he's not going to but if he were to succeed with gen z smothering that identity and messing that up that's what he's that's what he's after yeah because he's like i mean if satan is after that i was looking i go obviously satan is always doing something in reaction to what heaven is doing so god is very clearly wanting your generation to get this what who what their identity is where their identity lies in and that's huge like yeah. massive so like you were just like yeah we're made for this i'm like yes man like yeah let's speak to that like yeah yeah because we need we need and i see this so much in, in young people like we need a, 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 an adventure you know like we yep. i don't i don't know you know we could wish for everything just to be butterflies and rainbows but i don't know if we'd be doing great in that kind of life either no in, in our own comfortability and like mm-hmm. i've 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 had those moments in my life of just being comfortable and i think those were some of the worst moments in my life oh, <laughs> i'm just sure. like yeah, wrestling with like what is my purpose you know mm-hmm. and so there's such a there's such a redemptive factor i think god's restoring to to the, the young people of, of like guys you you were made for one of the greatest adventures and it's Come it's on. one to overcome deep deep darkness you know and and there's a light that god's releasing the light of jesus in our hearts to to pierce through that darkness and to rise above and it's it's what we were we were made we weren't made to be like robotic boring creatures like (laughs) you know this this is this was not god's intention when he made humanity even we look at coming back to the creation story you know like we weren't made just to kind of like like go through the motions and twiddle our thumbs like we were created to overcome the kingdom of darkness and for the light of heaven to radiate through our lives that we would rip people out of death and 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 with the power of the holy spirit in us bring them to life you know bring them to jesus you know so that's always that's my encouragement like guys like come on we were made for this like we need an adventure we we belong to the to a great the greatest story you know and yeah. it's it's so it can be so fun so Ross, go for it, man. I I know you got stuff inside you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I mean, what I'm sensing right now is is honestly um, kind of a little bit of a different topic of of revival. And because our generation, actually, this goes with Gen Z, I've learned that our generation, we don't really know the storyline of God. <laughs> like everything in our culture for the last 40 to 50 years, there's been billions of dollars spent on advertising to go against the design in ways of God. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. So over time, our generation, where we're at now, has it's like it's like when Joshua went into the went into the promised land and overtook Jericho. And then it says uh, that that next generation didn't even know about what, Je- what Joshua did. It's like yeah. God did all these signs and wonders, all these m- miracles, gave them the promise. But the next generation didn't even know of the, of the ways or the works of God. And I feel like that's where Gen Z is at, is there's kind of this like gap where Gen Z doesn't even know what happened 50 years ago, what God did in this mm-hmm. nation. Doesn't even know about the Jesus people movement. <laughs> Doesn't know about the Zeus Street revival. And so it's like, I want to tell the story, one, of the Bible, because that's a storyline of God. But two, the storyline of revival, because they go hand in hand. And Joel has been saying this too. We are on a storyline with God. We are a part of the story. We're not just mm-hmm. floating through the earth and just trying to figure things out and hopefully yeah. good things happen. No, no, no. God created yeah. you and I to be a part of God's story. And when yeah. we tap into what part of the story we play, we come alive inside. We we begin we begin to see him rightly. We begin to have passion. We become to, we begin to have desire. And so I just really want to encourage Gen Z that you know if you don't know the storyline of God, it's going to sound so this is going to sound so prophetic. But read your Bible, <laughs> like read <laughs> the storyline of God. It is actually very intriguing, and it, it can wreck you. It's not this boring inspirational book. There is stories of fire coming from heaven. There are stories where thousands of people, a whole nation, a whole nation came together to worship God. There is a story that we're on. And so I tell people, get into the Bible. I've been reading the Bible as a storyline as opposed to just one portion at a time. God, what is happening in this story? What is the context? What happened 50 years before this, this chapter in the Bible? What happened 50 years after this chapter in the Bible? And so I just really want to encourage Gen Z understand the storyline of God, because I've been saying it like this. When you understand the storyline of God, then you begin to understand the storyline of your own life. Hmm. Yeah. Come on. That's it. Yeah. That's it, man. All right. Well, guys, um, I, 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 if you got more to say, I want to, I'm going to give you the floor. Okay. I don't want to, <laughs> don't feel like you have to stop. If you don't want to stop, I just, I, I don't want to cut this off too prematurely. <laughs> so. Well, that's no. I, I think that what Ross is saying there—that's that's exactly what's been on my heart too with the story thing. And um, I just watched—I um, just watched the Black Panther, the new Black Panther movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and and every time I, I see a superhero movie like that, I'm I'm just like, I enjoy. It. I love that the action and and all that. And at the same time, I'm like, man, we like I belong to an even better story than this, you know, <laughs> like, and and this was so like, that movie was epic, you know, and I loved it. And, and every time afterwards, I'm like, there's even something better I'm living for, you know? Yeah. And I think we fantasize about these stories and we, we enjoy them. And, and I think it's awesome. Um, but every time I'm like, yeah, there's, there's a better storyline, you know, <laughs> like there's even one that far eclipses this one. Yeah. And it's not a fantasy. It's literally my life, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. 
and and I get to live in it and and God calls me to to play a role in it and and um you know I think that's that's our our cry for for this generation you know and and everything we're doing we're like man what if we what if we plugged into that storyline you know and every everywhere we've gone across California we're like to the young people like guys there's there's a story and and like Ross is saying like like it it's it's one that you know we started in the garden and it ends we know how it, the end of the story ends it, it ends with victory and mm-hmm. and Jesus riding at the thundering at the head of his army you know with the sword coming out of his mouth and his name tattooed on his thigh and the angel armies you know roaring behind him and it's victory it's redemption it's 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 humanity being fully restored back into full relationship with God forever, you know, yeah. and, and every bit of sickness and disease and, and anxiety and depression and everything, everything the enemy has tried to bring against this generation, all of that eternally severed off of our lives, you know, and, and getting to experience the fullness of life with, with God forever, you know, and, and that's it. I think when we, we can zoom out, right. I think in every single instance in my life where I've experienced anxiety and stress and depression, I think I was, I was too, I was very zoomed in Mm -hmm. and I was, I was very kind of focused in on, on me and my my problems and my little bubble. Right. (laughs) I, I can guarantee you that every single instance of feeling stress and depression anxiety like i was that's where my that's where my frame of mind was right yeah so i think when we zoom out and we can even like ross is saying like man read the bible with this lens you know (laughs) like there is a redemption story that god's unfolding on the earth right now and when you see yourself in the middle of that story it's like you you, your perspective gets corrected like okay wow like like break out of that little bubble thing you know (laughs) like there's something bigger (laughs) that God's writing and and all of a sudden it's a privilege and it's an honor that I somehow by the by God's mercy and his grace like he calls me to be joined in and and play a role in this story like oh my gosh all of a sudden there's purpose in my life right God how can I help you how can I serve how can I help get this redemption plan unfolded on the earth right like let me be a part of that and I think it it deals with all of the 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 junk and the the heaviness and the stress and the the skepticism and the doubt and it it helps you know uh this perspective be restored of like god you're doing something big right now you know and i get to play a role so that's my i think one of my last charges here at least Uh all right i got one final charge jeff so good good. let's do it yeah all right final charge we don't have time to get into it, but as you're yeah, reading, we, yeah, we kind of like whatever, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, yeah, me, I, I, have these, I have these moments where I just want to like hit it hard and, and yeah, do it. Yeah, get in you there, do you, know? you do you, okay? <laughs> yeah, you do but yeah, I think the final thing I'll say is, you know, when you read the, the storyline of God, that is that is priority, the Bible is priority, but then after you do that, look at the storyline of revival because there is revival that has happened not too long ago. We're not talking thousands of years ago. Like God did move thousands of years ago, but he moved 50 years ago, 100 years ago. And sometimes we get so removed because we're so zoomed in that we forget it has not been that long. And you know what? I'm just going to even I'm going to go here for a second. We have not seen. I I was looking at revival history, 1700s, 1800s, 1900s, 
in the 2000s, we have not seen a revival like they've seen in those in those 100 year periods. So I'm just believing that in my lifetime, in my generation, we will see it. But before I get cut off that, <laughs> so here's where I want to end. When it comes to revival, the thing that has been stirring me, no matter who I'm reading, Charles Finney, William Seymour, Frank Bartleman, Lonnie Frisbee, First Great Awakening, Second Great Awakening, it almost, I get this sense that these men of God and women of God, Amy Simple McPherson, what they did with their lives, and, and hear me out here, God is sovereign. He loves every single person. We are a temple of the Holy Spirit, so he is with every single one of us. But it seems to me like there's certain men and certain women that they grabbed a hold of God, that they they got in deep prayer, deep intercession, deep intimacy with him, and they literally pulled the heart of God into reality in their life. And that is what has been marking me, Jeff. That's what's been marking my life is no matter what I'm feeling or sensing, I love California will be saved. I love Joel. I love Elijah Fire. But man, I want my life to be one that when I die one day, I know that I was like, no, no, no. I pulled on the heart of God. I pulled the realities of heaven into my life. And so I just want to encourage everybody that you you don't have to have a following. Those are great things. You don't have to have a ministry. Those are great things. But here's, here's the challenge to every single believer. Will we get into the secret place and will we hunger for God, not for what he can give us, but for who he is? And I believe that if we can get to this place of hungering for God, pursuing him with a, with a deep love, a deep worship and honor and adoration, man, we will see revival flow out of our lives. And so that's what I see as I read these stories of revivalists of past, that they just there is something about their life, something about the way they spent their time that they pulled the heart of God into reality in their lives. And so I just want to encourage the body with that. Mm. Dude, that's good stuff. So good, bro. Those are some some scrumptious morsels. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, what I'm going to have you do is I would love for you to pray for the people. So Joel, I'll have you go first. Ross, I'll have you close it out just so. Yeah. No awkwardness. Absolutely. Come on, let's pray. Jesus, we just love you. God, we we recognize, I always pray this, but we, again, we recognize like your involvement in humanity and it's just the biggest honor that you would call us and invite us into this story that you're unfolding right now, God. And um, we just thank you. We just thank you for what you're doing all over the earth, God. Yes, in California and America, but God, you're doing incredible things right now all across the world and your people different nations and lord we just recognize your sovereignty and your holiness and and lord i just pray right now for everyone that there would just be a a fresh revelation yeah those watching right now or or later just a fresh revelation uh for what you're doing right now lord but also for for who you are that you are you're an author and and you're a redeemer lord that you're bringing redemption to, to all all areas of life and and all parts of the world lord i just thank you for that fresh revelation right now in jesus name even those that i just see going into the secret places with the lord and catching like earth-shaking revelation of of who you are jesus of of who you are god and, and strategy being released from these places of just seeking you for for you god i thank you that through these moments of encounter that you're going to release strategy to to 
destroy the kingdom of darkness on the earth, Lord, through even the lives of those on this stream. God, that you're releasing divine strategy right now to completely overtake the kingdom of darkness, to bring light into those these, these places of darkness, Lord, and corruption. God, and I thank you for a spirit of boldness to rest on each person, Lord. I thank you, Holy Spirit, yeah. that when you come, that when you are, you are poured out, there is a boldness that rises up in your, in your people. And just like in Acts 2, that when your spirit was poured out, there was a boldness, God. There was a, there was a conviction that rose up in your people, God. And I thank you for that same boldness, even in this, this day and age right now that we're living in, and whether we're in California and America or the nations, Lord, that we need this boldness in an yeah. urgent hour, Lord, to rise up and to, and to proclaim the truth of who you are, Jesus, and to release your redemption on the earth in Jesus' name. So I just bless each person on here. Thank you, God, for their life and that we get to do this together, Lord. I just thank you all of us on the stream right now, that you're uniting your people, that you're bringing us together, some from even across the world, uh, for this one story, that, that Jesus would be magnified and, and for all of humanity to be joined to to back into relationship with you, God. In Jesus' name, I pray these things. Yeah, Lord, we just say thank you, Jesus. We give you the glory, God. We thank you for what you've done on the cross, God. We just become aware of your blood and your body and your resurrection that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and not loving our life unto death. And so, Lord, I just declare, I'm even reading some comments. So I just want to pray real quick. We just declare all sickness, yes. all disease, yes. and addiction. We cancel you in the name of Jesus now. We say yeah. any work of the enemy in your body or in your mind must leave in Jesus' name. And I speak to every single person now or later that your body and mind would be healed in Jesus' name. Yes. That, you, that every cell of your body would be restored and that the shalom of God, the peace of heaven would rest upon you even now. So we yeah. just take authority over everybody in Jesus' name. We say be healed. We say let notable signs and miracles break out from this live stream yeah. in Jesus' name. Yeah. And what I just declare over every person, God, just a fresh encounter with your presence today, God. Yeah. God, would you release a spirit of hunger, God? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. God, yeah. thank you that there is a promise that is attached to hunger. And so, God, I ask for every person here that they would begin to hunger for you to a fresh capacity that they've never experienced before. And we declare, let worship and the proclamation of the gospel break out into the streets of every city, state, and nation represented on this live stream, God. Yeah. And I just declare that families would be healed in Jesus' name. Marriages would be healed in Jesus' name. Children would have encounters with you tonight, God, over every family represented here. God, lastly, I just bless Jeff. I thank you for Elijah Fire and the whole team. God, yeah. would you use this, this, this social media you've given them to impact the nations of the earth? Jeff, yeah. I even sense there's going to be an increase coming really soon for you guys. You stewarded so well. And the kingdom is a kingdom of increase. So, Lord, I bless Elijah Fire. I bless Jeff and his wife yeah. and Holy Spirit. We just ask that you continue to give them clarity and vision as they head into 2023. The yeah. Holy Spirit, fill them afresh, fresh fire, fresh boldness, and fresh strategy. And we declare these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Guys, this is fantastic.
Um, fun, bro. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So how can people follow you guys, what you're doing? Cause I mean, are you, are you taking Joel? Was I understanding currently you guys are taking kind of like a hiatus from doing more events for the rest of the year, or is that you're still doing some, just tell people whatever. Yeah. Well, I'll just share this. Um, yeah, like I was saying, I was telling Jeff earlier that, you know, we've been nonstop the last 14, 16 months, really longer for me. And, um, we just finished San Francisco a few weeks ago. It was incredible. And God just showed up and we really feel like 2023 and 2024 are going to be very pivotal years. Um, in definitely in California, but I think in our whole nation. And, um, and so we know there's, there's just some, like we, we know friends of ours from different ministries are really kind of even honing on bringing their teams to California and, and, dialing in on the west coast and uh so we we're, we're right now just praying into like god what does it look like we know he's releasing strategy and um there's going to be some exciting things we're going to be a part of so we're going to keep going we're going to be announcing things shortly of of different cities we know we that we just have to keep going in such a strategic time right now in our state um so 2023 i think we're going to go to a lot more uh places but one of the things i can share right now is we're actually partnering with an initiative called Hope California, which is really pioneered by Mondo Matthews and this, this vision that he has to, to fill 10 different stadiums across the West coast on April 1st of 2023. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, gatherings of salvation. It's gatherings of, of the proclamation of the gospel evangelistic type gatherings. Right. And this was a vision the Lord gave him for, simultaneously meeting in 10 stadiums stadiums represent you know different places of worship really uh, where people come from all over and um and so we're we're we just met with mondo we're we've decided to jump in with this vision on, and that's going to be one of our first assignments in 2023 as as a california will we save team we're just going to put all of our eggs in this basket so to speak and we're joining you know hundreds of different ministries across california across the nation uh really to, to pull this thing off and i just believe that there's going to be mass healing and, and deliverance and salvation i'm i'm tra- i'm daring myself to believe like man what if when we go to these stadiums like there's just a shock wave that goes across the earth you know yeah. of Absolutely. god's spirit just being poured out and and mass healing and salvation you know yeah. and so it's a big vision it's it takes a lot of faith but ross and i are, are honored to be a part of the la stadium and so it looks like we're going to the Rose Bowl on oh, April. Oh come on! 1st. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna fill that place out. The sound of praise, the proclamation, of the gospel. We're calling Gen Zers, but we're calling young and old, like a Joel too, like <laughs> young and old man. Let's rally in a critical hour in our nation and yeah. our state, and just believe that God could do something profound. And so that's so cool. that's the I think all I can share at this point. But April first, we're gearing up for that. And we'll be doing, you know, Ross and I are always kind of going all over the place, little things here and there, preaching there, different churches and stuff. But um, that's kind of our, our big focus right now. Yeah, I would just encourage theory. everybody um, who wants to like join in or come or is in California. And Jeff, you're probably going to ask this just in case. You can just follow us on California Will Be Saved on all the social media platforms, mind, dude. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> we would love to connect with you. Shoot us a DM. We post all the updates on our social media. Yeah. It's where we're most active. Um, or you could find Joel or I personally as well. So, yeah, super excited for 2023. Rose Bowl, here we come, baby. Oh, come dude, on. it's going to be sweet. 
<laughs> yeah. So everybody, the uh, links are in the descriptions to their personal socials as well as California will be saved. So uh, give them a like, give them a follow, all that good stuff. Um, and stay up to date on the amazing things that you guys are doing. I think, dude, like, I just always like to to bring someone on from California on intermittently just to kind of remind people, like, I mean, Oregon can be kind of tough too, um, but California yep. has gotten a lot of heat, you know? And so I know there's a lot of spirit-filled believers that are contending, that are crying out to God. And so I think it's really important to show, like, Look what's happening in your state. Like, look what you guys are doing. And there's a, there's got to be other people out there doing stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, yes. So I think that it's really important to, it's like the the West Coast is um, is going to be, God's doing stuff over here. Yeah. You know? So it really is. Um, I think yeah. that it's really important to kind of get reports from people doing yeah. what you guys are doing, you know? So yeah. thank you so much for all that you guys are doing. Um, and I just, man, I'm, I'm always so encouraged. Like, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit older than you. I'm, I think I'm at least I'm 30, going to turn 37, you know, but like, I'm always like, dude, these guys are awesome. Like what you guys are doing and the, 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 what, how God is using you guys in so many ways that you have no idea. Um, and yeah, too, like, I know that it's not about salvations, but I know that there's been so many people who've who've gone to one of your events or been there. And then all of a sudden, like later, maybe they were even mocking you. And then later God totally grabbed a hold of them. And I, 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 I hope that I'm able to up in heaven, be able to witness God showing you guys just what he's used you in, in like the, the great ways that he's used you. Uh, and then I can like kind of peek and see like, dude, check it out. You know, like, um, oh. I think that's going to be so cool, but Lord, I just asked for opportunity. Um, I just see, I, I don't know. I just see open doors. So it was really cool as we were, I, as, as you guys were sharing, I was, I was seeing doors opening and then you shared that bit about Mondo Matthews and going to the Rose bowl. And so more mm -hmm. of that stuff is going to happen in 2023. Yeah. And so let me just thank you for your faithfulness yeah. that all you were looking for from Joel and Ross was their yes. And that's all you're looking forward with any of us is just yes to believing that you are who you say you are, that you're going to do what you say you're going to do, that you are yeah. a man of your word and you will do none of your words will fall to the ground and you want to partner with us. And and Ross and Joel are perfect testimony of this is just say yes, whatever God has in you. Just say yes to it. Whatever he's speaking to you, just say yes to it and believe that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. Yeah. And have boldness. And so, God, I just ask for more boldness. Yes. For Lord. Joel and Ross. God, I just want yes. to, I just ask you also for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I pray mm. that a lot, but it's, man, just yeah. greater, greater wisdom, greater revelation, Lord, as they press in in the secret place, that you are their sustainer. You are the you are the source of their energy. You are the source of their revelation. It all comes from you. And mm -hmm. so, God, I just ask for more. And I'm so excited for what you're doing in their lives. And uh, uh, yeah, I just I, I just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, everybody, keep amen. keep Ross and Joel in your prayers, like for real. Like California will be saved. I know you guys have other people that are are on your team that help you as well. Uh, keep them in your prayers. Is there any specific ways that people can be praying for you? 
Oh man, always. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, just for clarity too, for, for this upcoming season, we know God's doing so much, but we want to really be locked into, like I was saying earlier, just the, the very thing, the very words out of his mouth, you know, yeah. and uh, be dialed in with his vision. And so that's one area I think always for protection as we go into different cities and uh, bring a sound of worship, you know, obviously the enemy hates that. And so just for yeah. protection as we go, but also in the same way, like for, for the kingdom to be advanced, you know, yeah, sure. um, at, yes, that we'd be safe and protected, but that like the enemy would just suffer violence and yeah. <laughs> be destroyed and that yeah. there'd be salvation and healing everywhere we go, just an, an anointing as we go, you know, as we step foot on different, different cities, mm-hmm. that there'd be an anointing as we open up our mouths and whether it's singing or, or preaching or that there'd just be an anointing that breaks off that heavy yoke. Um, yeah. And then financially too, as we're gearing up for, for next year, um, that there would just be plenty of provision. Um, God's been so faithful every step of the way. Um, so we're not worried, but um, there are some big things we're getting ready for. So yeah, this financial provision is always a, an awesome way to keep us in absolutely. prayer too. So, Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, this has been amazing and we, you know, we'll do it again in the future. I'm sure I want to, oh, yeah. you know, I was, I was always like to, like I said, I always like to just give reports about what God is doing in California. Uh, yes. It's, Have to. Yeah. yeah. So, and we'll get a report from the, uh, the Rose Bowl thing too. I'm yes. With that for sure. So. Hey, enjoy some, some pie this week. All right. Oh, I'm gonna dude. <laughs> I, I'm with you, bro. I, I heard that in the beginning of the show. I'm, I'm with you like pumpkin pie. Oh, I, I don't know all the pies. I, I'm not yeah. a cake. I can't do the cake. Yeah, what about you, Ross? Are you a cake or a pie guy? <laughs> oh, there's no shot. I'm going pies. Cake. Oh, boo! Oh, no. Get out of here. <laughs> Pray for him right now, Lord. Touch him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. That's our show. Have an amazing day. Join us tomorrow. We've got Troy Black back. We're going to be talking about a China. So it's going to be great. Um, he's got a prophetic word about China. So. That was my horrible trap. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, so everybody, have an amazing day. Um, also, there's a donation link at the analyzedfire.com slash donate. All that goes towards water wells. That goes to keeping this all free and accessible five days a week for you guys. Um, and yeah, so have a great day, you guys. We'll see you tomorrow with Troy Black, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.